We see from scripture that we as Christians are called to fight, to fight for God's will to come to pass in our lives and those we love. But how do we fight? Well, we need to go to the Word to see what God says. Let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living Podcast. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas, and welcome to this episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living Podcast. I do pray that you are doing well. We're talking about fighting. We're talking about fighting, and not just fighting, but fighting and expecting to win because we serve a winning victorious, glorious Savior, Jesus Christ. And we saw in our last episode that we are called to fight the good fight of faith, to take hold of the life that God has for us. And today I want to focus on how do we fight? How do we fight? See, if we're going to go into a fight and fight for what God has for us, we need to see how God wants us to fight. What's his battle plan? What's his way of fighting? What's his way of us walking in victory? Well, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 14 from the English Standard Version. Let's start there. And it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Stand firm, standing therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And it goes on talking about the armor of God. But I want you to know it says, Having done all to stand, stand. Okay, the King James Version says that. The English Standard Version says, having done all, to stand firm. In other words, it's saying we need to do things to prepare to stand. We need to do what the Word says in order to stand. And too many times we try to stand without having done everything to stand, without doing the preparation. And that's why we fail. That's why we fall. That's why we are not able to stand. See, we're trying to stand without doing what the scripture says that enables us to stand. Does that make sense? Okay. It's like, uh, what if, what if you, um, <clears throat> want to go on a trip in your car? Have you done everything to get your car ready for that trip? Have you checked the tires? Have you checked the, the gas? Have you checked, uh, the engine? Because if you haven't, then how are you going to know that you're prepared and ready to make the trip? And see, that's the way we do. We're in this fight, and the Bible says, after you've done everything to stand, stand. So we see there are things for us to do in order to stand. And I want to start with the very first thing that we should do, and that's humbleness. But let me first say, I'm not going to cover everything the Bible teaches about standing because we can't do it you know, in, in this one episode or in several episodes. But what I want you to get to understand this is that you need to look to the scripture. When the Bible says that you're to fight, you need to look to the scripture to see how. Okay, a lot of people don't do that. Say, well, I'm believing God. Well, what does that mean? Well, does the scripture say it, it means to believe God? Okay, so we got to get into the word to see what it says, not only about what God wants for us, but how to walk in it. So again, let's start with humbleness. James chapter four, verses six through seven says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Then it says, submit yourselves, therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submitting to God is an act of humbleness. It's an act of putting God above you, putting God's truth above what you think is the right thing to do. It's yielding to God. 
In other words, it's saying this, God, whatever your word says, that's what I believe. Whatever your word says, that's what I do. You know, sometimes when people are believing God for something and you hear them say, you know, I'm doing all I know to do. I'm doing all I know to do. I'm trying to stand in faith. I'm trying to believe God. I'm doing all I know to do. Actually, that's not humbleness at all. That, that's saying, hey, I'm doing my part, but where's God? That's what you're actually saying if you say, I'm doing all I know to do. Humbleness is looking to God and say, God, teach me what to do. See, that's a big difference. Open up the word of God and, and pray and say, God, teach me from your word what I'm to believe and what I'm to do. Teach me. Teach me. They're saying, God, I need you not only to know what your will is for me, but I need you to know how to walk in your will. Humbleness is saying, God, I believe you. God, I trust you. God, show me. Listen to what David said in Psalms 25, verses 4 and 5. From the New Living Translation, it says, Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. See, that's humbleness. David's saying, Lord, show me the way. Teach me your truth. Lead me by your truth. Because you are the God who saves. See, that's what, if, if we're getting ready to fight, if we're got to stand, this is the preparation. This is how you get ready to stand. By crying out to God, God, show me the right way. Show me how to stand. Show me your truth. Teach me. In Psalms 86, verse 11, from, again, from the New Living Translation, David wrote, Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. See, we're trying to stand without doing all to stand. We haven't gone to the Word of God to see how we are to prepare to fight. Part of the preparation in fighting for the things that God has for us is humbling ourselves and saying, God, show me. God, teach me from your word. Lead me by your truth. Show me what I am to believe, what I am to fight for, how to fight. Being humble is seeking God's truth, direction, and wisdom. It is first knowing that he will do it. And we are to seek his will for what we are to do, knowing that he will keep his word. He'll teach us through his word. See, his word not only teaches us what his will is, but his word teaches us how to walk in it. We need to look to his word. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 from the English Standard Version says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Well, what's the gospel? Gospel simply means good news. It's what the word of God is. It's the good news. It's the message of Christ. It's the message of who God is and what he has done for us already through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Salvation just isn't talking about going to heaven someday. Salvation is God's will now, his provision now. You remember in Psalms 103, it talks about the benefits of knowing God. It's talking about the benefits now. That's the salvation of God, everything that he has for you, not just in eternal life once we get to heaven, but in the life that now is, this life. And Paul is saying the gospel or the good news is the power of God 
for salvation. It's the power of God to walk in his will. To everyone who believes. So the message of Christ, which we have through the word of Christ, is the power of God to lead us into knowing his will, how to take hold of his will for ourselves and experiencing his will in this life. The message of Christ is the power of God to do this in our lives. Humbleness is abiding in Christ by knowing and yielding to and living out his word. Let me share another verse with you. John 14, verse 21. Jesus said this, whoever has my commandments, what's his commandments? His word. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. So Jesus is saying, the person who has stayed in my word, the person who is seeking my word, the person who is yielding to it, meaning he lets my word determine what they will believe. He lets my word determine what they will do. Okay, that's keeping his word. It says, whoever has my commandments and keeps him, he is the one who loves me. So doing that is the outward demonstration of us showing that we do love God, that we love Jesus. Now listen to the second part of this verse. I'm going to read it all together, but listen. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And then Jesus said this, and he who loves me will be loved by my father. Now that's interesting because we know John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. So doesn't God love everybody? Yes, God loves everybody, but not everybody's experiencing his love. See, being born again in salvation, eternal life, that's, that's, that's an example of us experiencing for ourselves God's love. But there's a lot of people that God loves, and yet they've yet to trust Jesus as their Savior. So they're not experiencing that love, that love of salvation. They're not experiencing yet because they've not called on Jesus yet. So there's things in our life that is a, is a result of God's love for us, but we are not walking in it. We are not experiencing it. And that's what this means. God loves you, but our unbelief and, and not seeking what the word says and not knowing what the word says and believing wrong is keeping us from experiencing some of the things that God has for us as a result of his love. Okay, but listen again. I'm going to read the whole thing again because it's so good. John 14, 21. Jesus said, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I listen to this. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Manifest myself to him. Do you want to see more of God in your life? The more of the manifestation of Jesus in your life? Do you want to see that? then this is what you do. You go to the word to see what it says and you keep it in your heart and you keep it in your mind. You believe it and act on it. That is your outward demonstration, your outward sign of the love that you have for him. And in return, you'll see more of a manifestation of God, of his will in your life. He says, I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. That is a promise for me. That's a promise for you. Humbleness is saying, God, I need you. Not saying I'm doing all I need to know to do. No, it's saying, God, I need you. Show me what to do. Teach me your way. Show me through your word what your will is for me and how to receive it for myself. 
And it all comes back to the power of God, which is the gospel, the message of Christ, which is the word of God. Determine to search the word to see what the will of God is for you. Determine to search the word to see God's plan for you to take hold of that will. He wants to lead you into victory. He wants to lead you into experiencing his will for your life. He wants to manifest himself in your life. That's what his word says. So let's keep growing. Let's keep growing. Let's stay humble. Let's say, God, I need you. Open up the word and say, God, teach me from your word what I'm to believe, what I'm to fight for, and how to fight. I'm going to continue more on this topic in our next episode. But again, my name is Tim Dumas. I do pray that you are doing well, growing in the things of God. I pray that you are blessed and encouraged by these podcasts. Until next time, may God's richest and best be yours.